Hello and welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast, New Zealand's premier motorcycling podcast made by Kiwi Riders for Kiwi Riders. My name is Ray Huron, alone in the studio today, but we'll be catching up with Matthew Day Gillett very shortly for the New Zealand launch of a fantastic new technology motorcycle, the Harley Davidson Livewire. It was launched around Pukekohe Park uh, Raceway uh, last week, and Matt was there. Matthew Day Gillett brings us that story. Also, we're going to catch up with the one, the only Peter Elliott uh, and talk about the distinguished gentleman's ride. It's all happening right here on Kiwi Rider Podcast. Stick with us. Catching up with Peter Elliott, a uh, long-time supporter of the DGR. G'day, Peter. How you doing? Yeah, good, Ray. I've, I've uh, yeah, I've been on the uh, a few DGR rides now. I had a look at all the uh, various patches that I've got, and there's about seven of the things. So, you know, various embroidery bits and pieces to say, you know, yay you. <laughs> so that's kind of cool. So yeah, I think this, I think this is my sixth. Uh, from memory, fifth or sixth uh, DGR. So, yeah, it was good. So, you know, the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride was started in 2012 by a guy called Mark Harwer in Sydney, and he was inspired by Don Draper and Madman and uh, sitting on a motorcycle in a very dapper suit, and he thought this is a pretty good idea to... uh, to have something to do on a motorcycle in a suit and uh, and so he got involved with it and in 2012 there were only 3,000 riders but he managed to get it into 64 different cities and um, and from there it's just grown every year I went and had a look at the bit of the, at the stats on this um, and from I mean the second year in 2013 it had three th- uh, 11,000 riders then in 14 it had 20,000 and it went up 37 57,000 94,000 114,000 and then it's just kept growing so every year it's gone up quite considerably so last year we raised six million I think US worldwide for Movember which is the largest men's uh, charity in the world for uh, men's health charity and uh, and I think they've done extremely well out of it this year I'm not sure what we're going to do probably a little harder because of COVID uh, that said of course uh, we've done very well here in New Zealand we did uh, particularly well we came 10th in fundraising for the entire globe um, and I think I think from memory we raised, oh, I think about, ooh, might be, I'll have, have a look in a second, I'll tell you. But uh, I, I managed to raise uh, 2429, which was very nice. I normally have a target of about $2,000 and uh, and, cons- and uh, exceeded it by quite a margin. It was quite good. I was quite wrapped, actually, and uh, people just got behind Outstanding. Yeah, it was really cool. I mean, and the, the amazing thing is that, that, you know, when people get behind such a good cause, which is, you know, um, men's prostate cancer, both prevention and treatment, and also the the suicide prevention and mental health, which we spend money on and look after as well. Uh, it's it's just remarkable that people just throw money at it and say, "Yep, I'm behind you, brother." Brother, and so they, uh, it's been really, really good. And so I've I've been humbled this year. Normally, I have around twenty twenty five supporters who put on a you know a, a good amount of money, and they're very they're very generous. And this year, I had about thirty three. So, um, considering COVID nineteen, I thought would have stopped everybody. It was to and that fundraising traditionally has been pretty hard, and in, in those in these sort of straightened times. 
uh, I wasn't expecting to do as well as I did. And so I've been wrapped silly. So it's really good. So the DGR is Distinguished Gentleman's Ride. It's traditionally um, a series of group rides. Um, but in the current climate with with, with COVID-19, how did, how did you get around that? Well, we all rode solo this year in, in effect. So what we did was we basically got together with groups and that uh, that we knew. Now, I have a, a, a group that I belong to called the Every Sun Riders. And we couldn't all ride together, but we could ride in groups of up to uh, 10 providing we were socially distanced. And then the, the rules changed for COVID-19 and we were allowed to have groups of up to 100 now and we came down to level two. So that meant that we could actually ride together as our group and we rode and we fundraised as a group as well. So the ES Collective or the Every Sun Riders Collective was uh, in fact uh, 11th uh, largest fundraiser in the world. Wow. Pretty amazing. So our, our group of guys, the Every Sun Riders, put it together. And so we, I think we raised uh, in the matter of raging about $13,000, maybe a little bit more um, between us. So that was really good. And, and we were dead wrapped about that. So, yeah, so uh, we were beaten by London at the post. I think they zipped past us by a couple of dollars. Um, but, yeah, we, we were uh, 11th, yeah. yeah. So it was... Nice work. Yeah, so pretty good. So, so we, we got together on the Sunday we decided we would do the ride uh, a few of us got dressed on Saturday and did another ride because the weather was so beautiful in Auckland I went over to Takapuna and shot a, a couple of links with some friends of mine uh, the dog turned up and we just in case we couldn't ride on the Sunday and then it absolutely the tempest arrived on Sunday absolutely poured down and then by lunchtime we uh, we we met and then we did the ride in the afternoon with 20 of us and we did a loop around the city and everywhere we went there were people waving and calling and we saw other guys out with bikes and girls on dressed up with all their gear on so they were all doing it solo and uh, it was it was great to see so I think and I think there are about 300 riders in Auckland all, all together so pretty good pretty good sort of a turnout and uh, and the fundraising worked really well it was and it was great fun to do you know so. So talk to us about um, about your, your dapper dress. <laughs> well, you're always a bit worried, aren't you? Because, you know, you've got your $1,500 suit. I mean, it's not a lot of money to most people, but but for me, that's quite a bit of cash. And if it rains, it absolutely screws the suit. So you, I always try to wear an older jacket and sort of and flossy it up with a bit of a tie and so forth. So I've got a, uh, uh, an, uh, um, a DGR tie and I've got a, a shirt and that sort of thing. So I, I wear a, a pretty dapper sort of a jacket and pants and boots and get myself up. But some of the guys just look absolutely incredible tony drayton turned up and he i mean he's a photographer a well-known photographer in auckland he's one of the es writers he turned up in a beautiful black madman suit with a a white suit a white shirt and a and a red velvet cravat with a brooch in the middle of it and uh, alan boyle who's one, another one of our riders he's a 79 year old rider he rides a, an mt uh, mt09 uh, yamaha and he turned up in a black felt coat with a bowler hat and, and he looked like the don out of out of some gangster movie he was just fantastic so you know and it's and we had uh, horace turned up as uh, horace hartnett from the imoc the uh, italian motorcycle owners club he turned up in a very preppy suit horace has lost a lot of weight over the last few years due to having a bout of cancer himself and coming through it and he's uh, he's a very slender and dapper looking chap now as well so everybody got dressed up we got we put on best bib and tuck and we looked pretty good and uh, I, I can actually post some photos up for you if you want and we can see what we were doing and uh 
and then we shot some stuff in the afternoon as well so it was really nice good day ahead by all and we we achieved it and uh, I think uh, globally I think they'll do very they'll do pretty well nice one did the Elliot Tartan make its uh, appearance uh, mate uh, unfortunately the COVID lockdown meant the Elliot Tartan was a little bit of a tight stretch over the tongue <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I didn't have uh, buttons or anything to re- release in the back so unfortunately I put it on I went I can't wear that I look like a Michelin tyre so uh yeah no the jacket had a multitude of sins there bro uh the first lockdown i was down to 92 kilos second lockdown i'm back up to 100 i hear you i hear you and i haven't even been in that second lockdown oh mate it killed me you know it just killed me all out the window i started eating bread and cheese and i thought oh this tastes good i'd have a bit of toast in the morning with bacon and eggs and i thought oh this is living you know all of a sudden there i go (laughs) Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, Peter Elliott, the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, thanks for taking the time to have a chat with us on the podcast this evening. Um, obviously, you would have taken the uh, the Triumph Thruxton out. Well, I did. I took the uh, the RS, the new the Triumph Thruxton RS, was given to me by Triumph to to take on the ride. I, I owned a thr- uh, Thruxton R, uh, the, uh, the 2016 model. I owned that for a couple of 20. 17 model. I owned that for a couple of years and just absolutely loved it. And so I, I took out the new one. I've, I've got a speed triple at the moment as my own bike with a 1050, which is a cracker. Oh, you've traded you've traded up. Yeah, mate. I've I've I've, I've, I've gone speed demony, and uh, and I, I I wasn't ready to quit. You know, <laughs> I wasn't ready to give up. So I, I've you know I got the I've got the uh, the speed triple and I'm just absolutely adoring it. But it wasn't retro enough, so I went to Triumph and they gave me the RS. And uh, I have to say, the new additions they've made to the engine on that RS are quite something. They've lightened everything up by a considerable margin. Uh, the flywheel pings up much faster, so it revs a lot higher. It gets about 500 500 revs more than it did before it redlined. So I think it was I think it redlined at six and a half before, and it redlines at seven now. It might be seven seven and a half. I'm not sure, but it's you can certainly feel it, and it's uh, the and sport mode, she gets up and boogies. It's it's a fun bike. Uh, I always liked it, but uh, you know it was a, it was a really nice bike and got a lot of comments actually from people who said, "Oh, is that the new Thruxton?" And sort of came over and had a bit of a look at it. So yeah, it's still a pretty stylish sort of a weapon. But um, I've I've got fonder and fonder of the looks of my speed triple as I get off it and go, "Wow, my neck isn't sore." It's just that position of the Thruxton that just wears me out after a while. I've got a hundred neck issues and, and injuries that I've had in trials riding and paragliding and car accidents and all sorts of things when I've smacked my neck. And uh, and that angle that I sit at on the Thruxton just aggravated it to the point where I had to sell it. So then I bought the Speed Triple and uh, I'm sitting a little more upright and absolutely loving it. So yeah, because you, know, tr- you still had the th- you, you still had the Thruxton in level one lockdown, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah, because we got you to do the driveway uh, U-turn challenge. Yes, mate, you did. And uh, yeah, and it was was not long. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, not, not not long after that that I changed to the uh, to the Speedy. Well, around the same time, I I uh, I advertised it, and uh, and a guy phoned up and said, "You're interested in a swap?" And I went. This is on trade me, and you go. Oh, you've got to be kidding! Swap with what? And he said, a speed triple. I mean, <laughs> oh, you have my interest. Uh, <clears throat> what year? And he said, he said 2017. And I went, oh yeah, how many miles? And he said 12,000. And I went, it's done less than mine. It's the same year as mine. And I went, yeah, I might be interested. Thinking, you know, like this is just manna from heaven. It's exactly what I wanted. I was going to sell mine and buy a speed triple. And uh, and here he was offering it to me. And so we we did a deal. And his his name was. Um, 
well, I won't tell his name because it's probably a bit private, but he was a very private guy. He's got a, a fantastic collection of, of bikes that he's got there. I went over and I saw his brand new, what looked like a brand new um, Norton Commando or 850 with Mick Dunstall heads and pipes on it and just looked absolutely smick. And I saw him and he, he took my Thruxton and he didn't like that it had got a little bit of uh, aluminium corrosion on it, gave me a bit of a caning for that, smack handy. And I said, well, I live near the sea, mate. I do my best. But he said, no, 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 no. So everything in his place is garaged and, and perfect. And every single bike I saw there was just mint. So he's uh, my bike is in good hands. And then I took his bike off, off his hands, and it's it's an absolute cracker. And I'm loving Great it. Great to hear. Great to hear. Uh, Peter Elliott, uh, distinguished gentleman's ride and um, ex-Thruxton owner, now, now street triple owner. Thank you very much for your time. And um, we look forward to catching up next time uh, either you are down in Wellington or we're up in Auckland. Yeah, mate. And uh, big ups to Kiwi Rider. Going, going very well at the moment. Young Pete's doing very well. So it's good to see. And uh, so, yeah, if you can, uh, just... Uh, Flick it onto your friend, onto your mates and your friends, and make sure they they subscribe. It's free and it's the most uh, excellent uh, magazine, and it uh, full of informative articles penned by people like myself and Ray. Thank you very much. Great catch up with Peter Elliott, but now let's move to Pukekohe Park Raceway for the launch of the brand new Harley Davidson Livewire. Right on, so I am at Pukekohe Park Raceway uh, today, and um, it's a bit quieter than usual, you can hear the lawnmower in the background, but um, what's ripping around the track, well it's, it's, it doesn't sound like a normal motorcycle. That is the Harley Davidson Livewire on track at Pukekohe. Um, Harley Davidson's Livewire, it's been out in the States for a year, I got to ride it then, and it's finally here in New Zealand, and um, well, what can I say? It's been a long wait, but it's been totally worth it. Um, unless you talk about the price. The price is the big problem with the bike. Um, it's the elephant in the room. It's $53,995 right away with a year's registration. Um, but once you get past that, it is a truly phenomenal machine. And let's face it, none of us were expecting Harley-Davidson to be the company, the first company to bring a mass market premium production electric motorcycle to market. Out of all the big manufacturers in the world, Harley were not even on the ballpark uh, if you were five years ago thinking oh yeah, who's going to come out with an EV first? Uh, I'm sure they had Project Livewire which was in Avengers Age of Ultron um, and that did a bit of a tour um, but nobody really thought they could pull it off and yet here it is. There they go again and um, yeah, so the live wire is powered by a 15 and a half kilowatt hour lithium ion battery um, runs a electric motor through a bevel drive to a belt drive at the rear produces about 105 horsepower and 116 ish newton meters of torque um, off the top of my head and it is a rip roaring hoot of a ride um, I think Ben Wilkins will agree with me here it is stupid fun uh, 0 to 100 kilometers an hour in 3 seconds 0 to um, 160 in 7 seconds and it tops out at 177 kilometers an hour um, and it's the most peculiar thing you can just be rip-roaring along and then it just stops going faster and it's just sitting there uh, indicated 184 along the back straight of Pukekohe um, so um, yes these are incredible incredibly different bikes they're very polarizing um, styling aside they look like a bit of a normal roadster really you could slot a uh, conventional engine into this um, frame visually and it 
doesn't look too um, weird. Um, but yeah, we'll move along. We'll have a have a gander here. Um, so walking up to one now. Uh, no key, as is the um, way with Harley Davidson. It's a wireless key, aluminium frame all over. Uh, it's got two seats, though. So the pillion seat, yeah, it's a, a wee bit small. It's a necessity pillion seat. Um, you wouldn't want to be going on a long trip. Not that you will be going on long trips on these. Um, the range is, on a good day, 235 k's urban, about 160, 180 highway combined. It's a short trips kind of bike, but plug it into a DC fast charger, of which um, I just had a look online. There are heaps of those things around the country. Um, you're not going to have an issue charging them. Uh, DC fast charger is about an hour to fully charged, and um, 40 minutes takes you from to 80% charged. So um, not long at all. Go stop in, have a coffee, have a pie, wander around the town, meet the locals, and you're good to go. Now, there's not a lot really to say about this bike that I don't like on my first, well, my second impression really. Really. Um, where the subframe meets the mainframe, if you're at a stop with both legs down, your thighs do sort of rub against where the, the bolt for the subframe is. Other than that, that's the only thing really, and that's nitpicking, um, that isn't ideal about this bike other than that price. The braking is provided by Brembo's and uh, I can tell you they stop. These are the best brakes on any Harley I've ever ridden. Yeah, lighting, LEDs, and to charge it up, you've got a charging flap just up on top of uh, where your fuel tank would be. So, uh, yeah, you've heard enough from me spouting a yarn on um, just what this bike is and my thoughts on it. So um, let's talk to someone else. Um, Barry from Road and Sport, he uh, has actually sold the very first live wire in New Zealand. There's one on the road in the roads of Hamilton. Thanks for taking the time out, mate. Um, so live wire, what's, it, what's the impression? Well, <laughs> there's only one word I can use and that's um, amazing. Yeah. It's, um, yep, the live wire certainly sparked some new interest in what we do. <laughs> nice pun. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, so you've actually sold one already as well. You're the first dealer in New Zealand to actually sell one. Yes, we, we've taken a couple of orders, so we've got two sold so far and a lot of interest is coming on. Yeah, how are um, people coming into the dealership and looking at them? Is it generating a bit of interest um, in the foot traffic department? Oh, right right now, the bikes are booked up most days. Wow. Most of the day. Um, we're doing a lot of demo rides. Yep. So and people need to call you guys up if they want to have a trial of one? Yeah, just just give us a call. The sales team are there. And yep. um, just uh, book in, bring your licence. Must have a full motorcycle licence. Yep. Um, even if you don't think electric's going to be you, oh. you just hop, <laughs> hop on and try it. And I think it's going to generate a few converts, eh? It's like, apart from having that Harley Davidson brand, it's just the performance is unreal. But yeah, so performance-wise, um, what 235 kilometres um, ideal range and ideal conditions. Um, we're talking just before 200 k's was achieved in Aussie by um, one of the HD staff there. Um, some of your stuff have done some pretty neat little jaunts on it um, already, haven't they? They've gone to, what, Matamata and Tikawiti? Yep, Matamata, Tikawiti, Raglan. Um, what we find is that uh, you can you can go for a good ride by the time you want to stretch your legs. Yep. You can plug, you can plug your bike into your, to your yep. mate's power point. Yep. 
have a, have a bit of a laugh and a giggle with him and, 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 um, and some lunch and then head off home again. Yeah. So it's quite convenient and uh, you got to remember that there's, there's power everywhere we, where you go. So Yeah, it's um, just asking someone nicely to plug in if there's no fast chargers. You don't have to be frightened. Uh, yeah. You, you won't run out of fuel. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And what were you guys saying earlier about um, the there's an ideal ratio between fast charging and slow charging? Was the, you... Yeah, the manufacturers are recommending that you fast charge once every four times that you've trickle charged it. Yeah. So generally speaking, what happens is people will perhaps commute to where they're going, they'll charge it on a trickle charger, which is just straight in like your power point at home um, or at work on a slow charger. And then at night time when they're asleep, they fully charge the bike again. Yeah. So it's always ready to go in the morning. Yeah. And you just repeat the same thing day after day. Yeah. But if you do go out of town and you want to get somewhere in a hurry, you can just plug into the DC chargers and they'll have you zero to 80% in 40 minutes. Yeah. Which is generally enough to get you home to where you want to go, and then you can walk yeah. back up to the AC again yep. at home in your garage. Yeah, and it's about an hour if you want to go the full charge, isn't it? But it's not like you're going to be charging from zero to fast charger. You're not going to conveniently run out right, side, right no. next to one. No, you're not. You're, <laughs> going to, you're going to be hooked up to a fast charger well well before you uh, run out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what's, um, so, obviously, you're based in the Waikato, I'm based in the Waikato. Charging infrastructure, if you do want those fast chargers, there's, there's quite a lot around, isn't there? Well, most, most towns have the DC units and yep. the slow charges. So, um, yeah, you'll never get stuck for a PowerPoint. Yep. And there's download uh, apps you can download on your phone. Yeah. And um, put your credit card in and it t- takes just a few moments and you're hooked up and you're getting charged. Do you know how much it costs roughly? Because they're a 15.5 kilowatt hour battery. Do you know how much it would cost if you had to pay for them? Because I know some of these charges are free around the country, but then others you have to pay for. Well, the free ones are going to be the best ones, but yep. the ones you do pay for do vary a lot in price. But, oh, okay. But um, if you if you you probably expect to pay sort of something like up to ten bucks for a full charge oh, wow. on a DC at a supermarket or something like that. That's but still a lot cheaper than petrol. It's, it's still cheaper, but yeah. it's still much cheaper when you're at home when you're sleeping, and um, also you know some of the power companies are providing free power. Yeah. And uh, Road and Sport actually provides free power for two years for the live wire customers. Yeah. That's so brilliant. That's if you're going past the store, you can either. Do a fast charge, slow charge. Yep. And um, it's it's free, no charge at all. All right, brilliant. And I, um, you were saying earlier, you made it especially so only live wires can get to it, right? So no uh, no cars are going to be in your way. Uh, you don't have to wait. You Just won't you won't have to wait because uh, the power points are accessible to motorcycles only. That's brilliant. Even if you don't have a live wire and you've got the same plug on your electric motorcycle, right now as a promotion, pull in and charge up. We don't oh, mind nice. at all. And you guys do some decent coffee there too, don't you? Oh, great coffee. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we use uh, our coffee's Raglan Roast, and I'll oh. put a plug in for Raglan oh, nice. coffee there. Raglan Roast is a well-known coffee brand, and yeah. um, Brown Lightning they call it. Uh, <laughs> and it's that awesome. could have a few connotations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, oh mate, I'm looking forward to uh, coming in and having a yarn and taking one for about a week um, if I'm lucky, and maybe well, I don't know, have a have a go at going over to Fungmatara or somewhere exciting on one. That would be pretty cool. Oh, that uh, would be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, it's a very exciting, very easy bike to ride. And not as tiring as you might think because you don't have to change gears, you've got no clutch. Mm. And so the feeling you get on a live wire because of the lack of motorcycle, the normal exhaust sound, you're actually, you're actually right in the element so you can hear yeah. the wind more. You can, it's almost like you just experience the surreal mm. way of riding a motorcycle. It's just so different. Yeah, it's, it's weightless. and uh, Itself it weighs 240 kilograms or something, but like when you're riding it, it's... It's like you're just riding a bicycle. It's it's bizarre, but it's really cool. 
what, what I what I believe is the bike is weighted fairly perfectly because it's weighted well enough to be on the bike on, yep. on the road and it sits very nicely on the road. Yes. So some of the light bikes you have to really tune the suspension and yep. you've got to be a little bit careful because they're very light. But the live wire gives you a confident feeling. It's really planted on the ground, and I think that extra little bit of weight from the from the batteries keeps mm. it planted. Yeah. But it's still not a super heavy bike, and like you said, yeah. Matt, you don't feel the weight. No, you don't. And like we've been lucky enough to ride it around the track today, and like it just the speed, the just the velocity of the thing, it's insane. And, um, and what about under braking? Oh, far, yeah. I forget about the brakes, but man, like you just get on those packs and they stop. Mm. Like it's. Um, and the tyres, normally I'm not like a big fan of OEM tyres. You sort of think, oh, yeah, they're, they're there, they do the job, and then you swap them out for something that's to your preference. But I had that thing leaned over the throttle wide open, and they just stuck those Michelins. It's very unlike an OEM tyre. Um, but overall, it's just a phenomenal bike, and I'm really excited that um, we finally got them here because they were released in the US a year ago. Yeah, so it's been right. a long time coming. Um, Worth the wait. Well, yeah. And just, just to mention something about the tyres um, being OEM, um, what you'll find is the technology on the bike is what's providing you with a better riding experience. So you don't have to worry about the back stepping out. Yep. You've got traction control, you've got ABS, and the bike senses the inertia, so you can't really overcook it, providing you ride it in the safe modes. Yeah, yeah. I was, I couldn't believe it. Like, and of course, you can turn traction control off and be a hooligan if you want. Um, though um, you will be replacing that tyre pretty quick, smart. The way that thing lights up. Um, yeah, what else can I say? It's priced from what fifty three nine nine five. Fifty three nine nine five right away. Yeah, full twelve months registration, which is slightly less than a normal motorcycle registration. Brilliant. Yeah, do you, do you happen to know exactly how much it is for the electric um, bike? Because a normal bike registration is what's for an equivalent power bike would be six hundred dollars or so. Yeah, I, the regular bikes are around the five fifty mark, and yep. um, this one, the light wise, around the four forty four fifty mark. Oh, yeah. savings all around. Yeah, um, brilliant. Well, thanks so much for your time, Barry, and I'm looking forward to coming into Road and Sport and um, taking one away for a little bit of a jaunt. You're welcome. Thanks. Let's mate. go for a ride. Yeah. And if you do pick yourself up a Harley-Davidson live wire, we would absolutely love to hear from you. Thoughts on the bike? What made you buy it? Uh, feel free to email us, podcast at kiwirider.co.nz or touch base through Instagram or Facebook. This is Kiwi Rider Podcast. We absolutely love to hear from you and thank you very much for sticking with us. Also, just on the GS Rally 2020, entries have closed. So looking forward to that event, November 6th and 7th. If you're uh, on the event and you're listening to the podcast sing out we want to know who we're going to um, who we're going to be riding with and uh, we'd love to catch up with you at the event as well but that's about my lot thanks very much for listening keep the rubber side down throttle on we'll catch you in seven days time